Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Comtalk. Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet Geekery. We are approaching collision. Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Security code accepted. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 24 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Dallas, and with me is Celeste. Today, Celeste and special guest Bobby. <laughs> we'll be talking about Star Trek, a brief comparison between the original Star Trek series and Star Trek The Next Generation. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we were saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. Do us a favor and leave a review on iTunes. And leave some comments and interact with us on our social media, and perhaps you can be our devoted Geek of the Month. Which will be coming up, uh, I think, in next week, actually. We'll be announcing that. It's a Thanksgiving devoted geek. Yes, absolutely. Because we're thankful for our devoted geeks. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. All right. So before we get into things, uh, we have a few announcements to make for you guys. Obviously, we want to remind you to check out Devoted Geek Life. It is our Facebook group that you can find. Simply look for Devoted Geek Life. There's all kinds of cool things that happen there. There's great conversation. And, uh, in fact, earlier today at the time of this recording, a buddy of mine posted up a... Uh, a video of a new movie coming out called Rampage, which is based off a video game. Uh, oh, I saw that, but I haven't had a chance to watch the video. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, uh, LJ was our friend that did that, and uh, he's like, I'm not really sure about this. I'm not sure either, but these are the things we do in the Devoted Geek Life. We talk about geeky stuff and our opinions about it and everything. A buddy of ours, uh, Dale, he's always posting these really great inspirational things in the Devoted Geek Life, and it's growing all the time. And we appreciate those of you who are joining our Devoted Geek Life. But speaking of which, what we do, uh, one of the things we do there is uh, we will poll the group looking for their opinion on stuff or for the show and other things. But I want to encourage you guys to stick around to the end of the, today's podcast to hear the results from our poll from this week on the Devoted Geek Life. And that question was, who is the better captain, Picard or Kirk? Ma, ma. <laughs> So, all right. So one last thing we want to get into before uh, we start. Again, we, we said earlier, we encourage you guys to leave reviews on iTunes. It helps us to, helps people to understand who we are and may go, you know, hey, yeah, I want to subscribe to this channel. And we had one uh, come up from somebody this week. And it is by PJ Batter. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's peanut butter jelly batter. Maybe he really enjoys peanut butter and jelly and he's a baseball player. Maybe. Peanut butter jelly time. All right, so. No. <laughs> but this is what he says. These people love to talk geek and are refreshingly encouraging to boot. Uh, we appreciate that, PJ. Uh, you are an amazing young person for, for saying that to us. I think you're young. I don't know if you're young or not. The, the vocabulary Maybe is... Maybe you're young at heart. Maybe. <laughs> so, that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to flip on over to the interview between Celeste and her dad as they talk Star Trek. Today, you get to have a treat that you have never had. You get to meet and talk to my dad. Even though you are not talking to him, I get to talk to him and you get to listen, which is just as much fun, I think, personally. So, why don't you go ahead and say hi, Dad. Hi, everybody. I almost expected you to say hi, Dad. Because <laughs> that's that's what the kind of thing you would do. So, today we are going to be talking about Star Trek. Uh, yay. Yay, Star Trek! <laughs> um... And so our first question that we are going to talk about is actually the topic of our poll on Devoted Geek Life. 
Um, you should check out the group on Facebook because it's a lot of fun. But we're going to go to answer the question. Who is your favorite captain and why? Between Star Trek Next Generation and the original Star Trek because I have not finished Next Generation yet and dadgum and I'm going in order. So, <laughs> he just gave me a thumbs up, guys. <laughs> why don't you go first, Daddy? Well, I want to clarify that for the Next Generation fans, Patrick Stewart is the best actor in Star Trek, hands down. However, Kirk will always remain my favorite captain because he's the more out-and-out heroic character. He's the original. He paved the way for everybody that came later. And some people might not like Shatner's acting, but I liked him as the character. I like Chris Pine in the new ones as Kirk. Uh, he's just, to me, the more dynamic character. And he has a... Um, some people might say his morality is ambiguous, giving his... Uh, exploits with women but when it comes to what's handling the current crisis in any particular episode he always tries to do what he believes is right so have you heard the um the stuff on spotify where oh i almost said patrick stewart wrong one william shatner does like bohemian raspity but it's in that it's i guess that's just his normal speech patterns Shatner, back in his day as Captain Kirk, or shortly thereafter, tried to do a, a singing career. And he did an album, and one of the songs he butchers, I have to say, is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. No! It is horrendously bad, hysterically funny, and he has since done other ones literally as a gag. At least he knows how to make fun of himself. Which uh, kind of belies the reputation that he's an egotist. I don't think he's near as egotistical as people claim. Although, in honesty, all honesty, he will play it up himself just for laughs. Well, you know, again, laughing at yourself. So, I'm going to agree with you that I think Kirk's character is the better captain. Although I thoroughly enjoyed John Luke Picard the way he handles things, the way he responds to things. Um, the episode I just watched of Next Generation, I was like, yeah, there's Captain Kirk in Picard. <laughs> if that can be a thing, which it is now, because I just said it. So it's a thing. Well, Picard really is what Roddenberry wanted in the first place. If you look back at the cage, Christopher Pike is more like Picard in that he's more of a thinking man's hero rather than an out-and-out action character. But NBC wanted something more like Kirk, so that's what they wrote. When he did Next Generation, I think Picard was more of a throwback to what Roddenberry wanted to do in the first place. Well, and it's almost like they made the Kirk character in Next Generation um, Riker. I agree. In fact, Riker is my favorite character on The Next Generation for that very reason. See, I like Data. Oh, I like Data, too. Data is the Spock of the second series. Not that they're not different because they're very different characters, but they kind of occupy that niche of being the unique character and the science officer. Truth. Okay, so the next question. 
favorite crew and why? Well, again, I'm, I'm with the original crew. Um, the characters to me were very relatable. Most science fiction shows before Star Trek, if they had recurring characters, a lot of them didn't. For example, Twilight Zone didn't have any recurring characters. It was the first one to have characters out in space that weren't just totally bizarre. Um, Kirk was the overachiever. Spock was the perennial outsider, somebody almost everybody can relate to. McCoy was the country doctor. Scotty was the tinkerer. Sulu was the pilot. Chekhov was the guy who wanted to be captain. He obviously looked up to Kirk and wanted to be him. Uhura was everybody's friend. In matter of fact, in several of the short stories written off the original series, she was referred to as the most popular member of the crew. So to me, they were all specifically identifiable types to relate to. Not that there aren't some on the next generation, but I don't think they focused on that as much later on. I could see that because there's almost a, a blending in the character types in Next Generation, but I also think that Next Generation had more characters that were steady characters. Like you have Guinan, and Guinan is a steady character, but she's not there all the time. You have all the different things and that I do appreciate they go more into the backstories of them. I feel like in Next Generation the characters are more developed and I don't know if that's just the time frame that it came out if that was just the style of the time or if it was intentional or if they just never got to that point with the original series because it ended in three seasons. I think you're right as far as going into more detail in the backgrounds. Part of it is the fact that the series ran longer, but there was just more, the stories were more character driven than the original show. In the original show, it was like they took science fiction tropes or plot types and then used that as the basis for an episode of Star Trek, whereas The Next Generation is written specifically about those characters rather than just putting them into very strange encounters. And I do like the fact that they added a lot more detail to the background of the Klingons. Yes, I appreciate that as well. And I like the fact that, honestly, I think that the Borg makes a better villain than the Klingons in Next Generation. Because I'm, I think I'm in the middle of the second episode where you see them. I could be wrong, because somebody kidnapped Picard and then I had to pause the episode. So I think it was the Borg. It looked like their square thing. It would make sense. Um, but it, I'm not for sure, but it's almost like Dallas and I were talking about it the other day. I don't remember if it was on podcast or not, but we were talking about that sometimes the characters that you don't see almost create a bigger mystery and a bigger fear of them. And so the fact that they just kind of hint at it, but it's not really there yet, is is a little terrifying. I have to agree about the Borg. In my opinion, the Borg are the best villains in the whole Star Trek universe. And rank up there with the, the Daleks is probably the scariest sci-fi villains created on television. 
You're scared of a whisk and a plunger. When it goes around saying exterminate and can levitate and electrocute, say, a room full of people uh, all at once, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. See, the Cybermen are what terrify me. <laughs> the Cybermen, there are some similarities to the, what they do and what the Borg do, so I can see that, but to me, the Daleks are the best. Well, you know, they are so cute in plush form. <laughs> well, so's Cthulhu, but we won't go there. No, no, we won't. That being said, um, oh, I never even answered the question. So I'm going to say at this point, I think that my favorite crew as a whole is the next generation because I have more characters I attach to. Um, I very much enjoy Deanna Troy. I very much enjoy Data. I like Will Riker. I like um, Jordy, even though he makes me want to go read a book every time. So <laughs> you can't see it, but he's laughing at me. Um, but I do think that they're that at the moment they are my favorite. Now that that might change as the seasons go on because I'm only mid season three, so we'll see. But that being said, we are going to go ahead and take a commercial break. A break? I don't know if we're calling it a commercial break or not, but we are now. So, see you on the other side. Are you a new business or ministry and need help getting your message out? Are you a budding artist who needs help sharing your passion with the world? Need help creating a social media presence that's impactful and represents who you are, but can't afford to have someone else run it for you all the time? One of my passions is to help people establish a social media presence so they can reach others with a message that encourages and changes lives. Not only do I want to help you create it, but I want to give you the skills so that you can maintain and grow your online presence. I offer a variety of services from graphic design to creating a social media campaign to consultation. If you're interested in my help, email me at geekdevotions at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, and we are back. And now we have one last question that may take up the entirety of the rest of the podcast. Actually, it will, because once we finish this question, we'll be done. So there you go. But the question is, what is your favorite episode for each series? Like not comparing them, just favorite episode for the original favorite episode for Next Generation, but I will put a disclaimer for the people listening that if my episode that I like the most out of Next Generation is not one you think should be my favorite, I'm only in season three. It'll be okay. I'll get to your episode soon. So, Daddy, which one is your favorite from each episode or series? Well, the original series had a lot of classic episodes, but my personal favorite is The City on the Edge of Forever. Anybody that knows this story, there's a lot of controversy with that series. Is that the one with the, the stone that threw him back in time? That's correct. The Guardian of Forever. Harlan Ellison wrote it, claims that they butchered it, and yet he showed up to collect the Hugo Award for the episode, even though he didn't like what they did with it. Apparently, uh, disliking the episode doesn't mean that you won't take your award. Apparently not. Well, the reason I like the episode is it involves... The alteration of history, which has always interested me, and a woman who convinces the United States in this altered timeline not to enter World War II, even after Pearl Harbor, 
because she believes war is wrong. Well, I agree that war is wrong, but you have to fight. So even though she thought she had the right idea, she uh, allowed the Nazis to take over the world. And so the Federation didn't exist until they put the time, put the timeline back. But also Kirk, to me, more than any other woman, was in love with Edith Keeler and then had to let her die. The moral dilemma is kind of mind-boggling in a way. And because of the depth of that and the fact that, to me and a lot of people, Edith Keeler was Kirk's true love, um, just made the, the show better than any other episode. I thought the Enterprise was Kirk's true love. Well, pretty much. <laughs> as far as the next generation... I don't want to say too much to spoil things for my daughter, but the one she's watching, Best of Both Worlds, is my favorite episode of The Next Generation. I don't think that's the name of that one. The one where where Picard is kidnapped by the Borg. That's the name of it. Was he asleep and a big square thing Mm -hmm. transported him? Yeah, it's it's a two-parter. Oh, good. um, It ends with both the scariest and... The most enjoyable lines of any episode. He's it literally ends, biting his tongue, guys. I can see it. <laughs> it ends with somebody saying, fire. Oh. At the the board cube where Picard is. Oh. The next line is, to be continued, meaning it was going past a third season, something the original series never accomplished. But there's a lot to do with the board. You find out more about them. But it also really plays with Picard's strength of character and personality. And it has a tremendous effect on the Federation as a whole by the time the episode's over with. So that's why that one was my favorite episode of Next Generation. Okay, then. Um, My favorite from the original, I think, is the one dealing with Spock. The one where he has to go back to his planet a muck time. Yeah, that one. He knows the names. I don't. Um, because it really delved into Spock's character. And that's kind of where I really fell in love with Spock. Because you really get to know him. You get to know his mindset. And in the original series, you know, in the movies, you kind of, they give you an idea of what's going on in his mind. Get you introduced to the character pretty well. Um, but in the series it takes a while to get introduced to him now i don't know if that's because of the way we watched it because for those of you who haven't heard me say this we went through the original series by star date rather than season so it could be that the episode i'm thinking of is actually like really early on um i don't remember what season it was originally from i can't tell you it was one of the boxes i believe it was second season but by star date It happened in the first or second year of the five-year mission. Again, he knows these things, people. So what's your next-gen favorite? Um, The one that I just finished, actually. They dealt with Worf. His father had been accused of treason, and it turns out it was because... um, Spoilers for those of you who haven't watched it... It turns out that it was because his father's mortal enemy's son, that's a a long connection, 
had was really the traitor, but because it was such a influential family, they were blaming the dead man and the one whose son was in the uh, in the Federation because they didn't think that he would come and challenge it because he grew up with humans. I believe the title of that one is Sons of Moog, which was War's father's name. Yes. Um, which was also interesting because you then discover that Worf has a brother when he didn't even know he had a brother. One of the episodes, like I said, that really delves into the Klingon culture in more detail. It was really interesting to me, and maybe you can clear this up for me. At the end of the episode, um, he ends up doing something, not taking the punishment for Moog's supposed betrayal because they found out it was not him it was the other guy and they were just blaming him um i believe you're talking about the ritual of discommodation yes does Basically, that mean he's no longer klingon he's no longer considered a, a Kling, member of a klingon house he is stripped of klingon citizenship and all titles well that in itself because to me it showed Worf's honor You've seen him be honorable, but this is literally, he's doing it to save his brother's life because no one knows that his brother is his brother. And so in doing so, he is giving his brother a chance to live, have a house, have children, and then clear their father's name later when when it won't, you know, destroy the empire. That's true. And if you watch the original series, there are some Klingons who do things that Worf would never do. But in the movie, The Undiscovered Country, you see there are two groups of Klingons as far as cultural mindset. There's the guy um, who was assassinated and his daughter, Azetberg, who becomes the new chancellor who want peace with the Federation because they're trying to protect their people. And then you have those that would rather uh, fight a war uh, and win at any cost. And eventually, those like Worf, who are more honorable, come to the fore and become more dominant by the time of the next generation. It's definitely very interesting to watch. I think the first series, I think they wrote Next Generation very well to play off the first series. Because in the entire first series, the Klingons are the enemies. So to see them in a manner where they're not the bad guys like they can be they're like the guy that you like but you never know what he's gonna say at the party so you don't know if you really want to bring him or not they're, that's what the Klingons basically are for this series but you know you see a little bit of that in the original series in the episode Day of the Dove when the creature that feeds off hate forces Kirk's crew to fight Kang's crew when they Kang realizes that they're being manipulated. He basically tells them, said, only a fool will fight in a burning house. We're not going to fight even our own enemies for your entertainment. I do not remember that one. But if it was earlier on in the star dates, it could have been quite a while. Because we, how long did it take us? Two or three years to get? It did because we didn't always get a chance to sit down and watch them, but we did when we could. I think we shotgunned the rest of the movies right before Dallas and I got married. Yeah, we went through those pretty quick. We still need to finish James Bond. Yes, we do. 
It's on record. We have to finish it now. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we are going to go ahead and end this. Um, thank you for coming on and talking. You're welcome, dear. And uh, anytime you want me back, I'll be glad to be here. We will definitely take you up on that. Uh, next time, we'll have to get you and Dallas in here talking Batman and Superman and all that fun stuff. Because you two can get going, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we will see you here and I will say we'll see you we're, we're gonna break and let my dad go eat pizza and Dallas and I will be back okay and we are back from that great conversation between Celeste and her dad I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation Celeste did you have fun having your dad on the show I did have fun and I really do look forward to having him back although I think next time you should get dibs since I've already had my turn with him <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk maybe I'm thinking um, we talked later after you guys recorded maybe doing a, a show uh, based around the original Batman series mm-hmm. or something involving Batman I don't know we'll see he, he does have quite a bit of knowledge from the original stuff he does he was there for quite a bit of it and then when he wasn't <laughs> there he read it's a true story he does he, and that's what I appreciate about him is the fact that he brings in um, the books and other stuff from the outside of what normal people see on television um, and he gets kind of a fuller picture than most people do because of what he does. Yes. And what's also interesting is that he doesn't just read the books or watch the shows. He reads synopsis also of things. Yes. He does that quite a bit. Although sometimes the synopsises do not serve him as well. Oh. Because he doesn't always get the full picture. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that's all he does. I got but you. he does read the synopsises of things that he's watched and read and. and right. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, guys, uh, coming up next, what we're going to do is we're going to be reviewing the results from our poll that we did on Facebook involving Star Trek. Um, and specifically, the question we asked was, who is the better cat- Star Trek captain, Picard or Kirk? Uh, and then we asked some people to leave some comments below. And so when we did this, it, it was quite interesting. Uh, we actually ended up having a dead even split Amongst all the people in the devoted geek life. At least the ones that voted. Right. And it became kind of a, a battle. It became a thing. It became a thing with lots, lots and lots of, of uh, gifts. <laughs> <laughs> lots of gifts. Right. So um, we actually took the poll um, to our friends over at Reform Star Trek fans. And um, we left the poll on there. So, hey, guys, give us your thoughts. Who is the better captain? And Celeste... Who became the overwhelming answer to everyone's or everyone else's answer, really, as to who is the better captain, Picard or Kirk? This is going to make my dad very sad, <laughs> but Picard won. Yes, he did. Overwhelmingly so. Overwhelmingly. I think that it, it was, like you said, it was split pretty even on our group on Devoted Geek Life. But in the Reformed anime, ev- not Reformed anime, that is a completely different group. Reformed Star Trek, everyone loved Picard. The ones who didn't think that he was the best were voting for captains that were not in the in the poll, such as Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong it, verse, guys. Right, Wrong it, verse. So the, they had some really interesting thoughts on it. They're, the guys over there at Reformed Star Trek fan page, our fan, 
um, fans. I can I can speak good English, but um, they uh, they're great guys over there and, and, and ladies over there, and they uh, have some really great thoughts. But they're hardcore fans yeah. of the show, so yeah, they are. Um, I'm going to drop this video or the video of the version of this on their page. Let them check it out. And so, if you're somebody from that page, I hope you enjoyed it. Welcome to Calm Talk by Geek Devotions. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys for uh, taking part in it. So that being said, there was some really interesting conversation that took place on our page uh, from some of our, our members of the Devoted Geek Life. Uh, one was from Paul J. Powers, who some of you guys will remember from Retro Rewind podcast. And he said, their philosophies are slightly different. Kirk never gives up. He probably wouldn't even struggle knowing there are only four lights. I didn't completely understand that. Well, that's from an episode with Picard that you'll see later in next okay, gen. Okay, so I'll get that joke yeah. later. It's the one that we keep bringing up that we talk about that's related to 1984. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, haven't hit, hit that one yet. <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, let's see. There's some other interesting conversation that took place. There was a one comment, and I'm not seeing it as you're scrolling, mm-hmm. but um, somebody was comparing... Picard as the thoughtful, I think it was Branson Boygan, mm-hmm. the thoughtful thinker, and then they call he called um, Kirk a space cowboy. Right. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, here, let me read it, because it was This was really well thought out, Really too. well thought out, and then the replies had me laughing. <laughs> um, he says, I gotta go with Picard. One, he was actually live, I was actually alive when the episodes premiered in primetime, so I have a connection with the series, which I can respect. Two, the characters are so complex, and that makes their friendships all the more meaningful, which I feel like does not actually have anything to do with Picard. That's Mm -hmm. more of the cast, which Mm -hmm. was a separate question, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. And then three, Picard was an explorer, an intellect, a musician, a diplomat, a fencer, a strategist, an archaeologist, a Shakespearean enthusiast. What is Kirk? A space cowboy. Much less interesting. So in the replies... Our friend Francisco mm-hmm. commented and went, what do you mean you don't like a space cowboy? And it had a picture of Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and so he went on to say that for the different types of shows, mm-hmm. that that space cowboys were more interesting than, not necessarily more interesting, but were more interesting than they mm-hmm. were in different settings. But this also brings up an interesting conversation of um, nostalgia. Mm. You know, um, again, he said here that Picard, partially because he grew up with it. And then when I talk to people um, who, a, a lot more of the older crowd, uh, there does seem to be more of a nostalgic pull to one or the other. Who, which one was their first captain? It's kind of like, who was your first doctor yeah. from Doctor Who, right? Um, and so there's always that love. Like for me, it was, it was Eccleston. I loved Eccleston. But at the same time, I've, I've looked past that and I, I really love Baker, uh, Tom Baker. He was my favorite. That being said, uh, speaking of nostalgia, though, I want to encourage you guys to go back and check out episode 12 of Com Talk as we talk about nostalgia and some of the aspects of it that we found interesting. Yes, that was a good conversation with some good friends. Mm-hmm. I do want to read one last uh, thing that came from the Devoted Geek Life, <laughs> and it was a... <laughs> it was, it was a, a meme. A meme? Oh, yeah, it was a meme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a meme. Things, so it's a meme. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's Shatner. He goes, I don't always pause. But when I do, I'm awesome at it. <laughs> I don't know why they caught me. Oh, I just there are so many. You should really go check out the conversation, guys. It, it really was got really interesting. 
So, so that's our, our thoughts and, and whatnot on Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek. A um, couple quick announcements about things is coming up. Don't forget, uh, we do have our Iron Geek Chef competition coming up. Official rules and special ingredient announcement is going to be happening Tuesday. Oh, special ingredients. Yes, special ingredients. It's going to be on Tuesday. And it's going to have all the list of everything that's happening with it. And we cannot wait. Cannot wait to see what you guys do. And uh, we're working out some of the final details um, this evening, actually, <laughs> after this, we're done with this podcast and it goes up. You guys, we're going to have the final details of it. Such as what the special ingredient's going to be. <laughs> so, also, Celeste, what do they have to look for for next week on ComTalk? Next week on ComTalk, and quite possibly for Geek Devotions, mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about the Justice League. Yes! We have not seen it yet. We are going to see it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We are quite excited about this. Um, and the reason I say it may be the source of a devotion is because when we go see movies, God says things, and sometimes it's things we need to share with you. So you may get shared with. It's a true story. But at the same time, we're also going to be writing a Bible study yes. based off the Justice League for our friends over at Geeks Under Grace, which my my plan and my hope and my, my prayer is that it will be done, written in the hands of our editors early Wednesday morning, and hopefully by Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning, it will be up. So you guys can take your friends to go see Justice League. Even if you guys all hate it, or or maybe maybe you've already seen you regret it and you need something to redeem it, <laughs> you can get together, get this uh, the Bible study, bash the movie together, or laugh about the movie together, and then do this Bible study and seek the Lord together. The, the real thing is that how much is God going to speak through this one movie? True story. <laughs> so, well, guys, that's about all we have for you today. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to Calm Talk. If you love this episode, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very, very much appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. Peace and love.